Joining us in studio after the Sterling City Council meeting, which was on Monday, Mayor Skivley, City Manager Scott Schumer. Well, good morning. Hey, good morning. This is a wonderful, wonderful day. Welcome to February. Hey, you know, it's warmer than it was a week ago. Uh, last night at the City Council, we talked about the uh, Sterling Main Street car show. Mm -hmm. So spring will come. Well, the, the, you know, the uh, all the rodents and goldfish and giraffes made their predictions last week on Thursday. Did you have a prediction? Uh, yeah, if you cook Puxatani Phil at uh, three fifty <laughs> uh, for eight hours, he'd be tender. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. I think he was wrong. Don't we want to maybe treat him a little bit better for at least maybe another year? Anything. No, oh. no. I'm a firm believer in capital punishment for rodents. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I know it's a vicious morning. No, it's not. But I had my coffee. I'm ready to go. You had your coffee. Your Skip's uh, special cup blend there. Oh, dude. Hey, but, by the way, I want everybody to know that there are no classified documents in my house. <laughs> you know, I I sent them in a balloon so that they wouldn't find them. <laughs> you sent Scott over there to pilfer through and look? Well, you know, he, he used six slingshot rounds and missed the balloon. <laughs> you think I really gave him classified documents? <laughs> <laughs> no, declassified. Come on now. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, hey, uh, you made a, uh, yeah, you, you brought up the uh, car show. Uh, how, why did that come up in conversation at the city council? Well, there's, you know, in getting organized uh, and closing, you know, they closed Second Street in order to have it. And that car show is a phenomenal thing. Uh, I love the rat rods myself. You mm -hmm. know, they're just, uh, how do you take a truckload full of dumpster parts and make them into something that runs? Those guys are talented beyond my imagination. But, uh, so yeah, so we had to approve the closing of Second Street and that's coming down and you know, that'll be a good time as always. And I'm hoping for good weather and away we'll go. You don't uh, give, get to give away the mayor's choice this year. No, not this year. It'll be whoever mm -hmm. uh, replaces me. Now, I might take my uh, uh, 2013 red minivan down and put it on the lot. Why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? Open up the open up the. I just took it through <coughs> the cleaner, and it took out five years' worth of rubble at the wash car wash. So, yeah, I just put the, the lid up. Uh, though I have a very unique car. It's... On the left-hand side, it's all red, and on the right-hand side, it's all white. Funny that that matches the paint on my garage door <laughs> from where my wife was driving my car the other day. <laughs> so you got a racing stripe on one side. Yeah, it's a racing stripe. Yeah, there we go. So I, maybe I'll win a prize. The <laughs> Skip original. Can you can you imagine putting the minivan down there with it? <laughs> Yeah, just get a gloss coat over the garage scrape and it'll be good. Yeah. yeah it'll be hey, it'll be cool. Permanently. Yeah, I might even find an old eight track to put on the on the passenger seat, you know, so wow. anyway, Wild Times, that's a great event. I have enjoyed that every year and I'll continue to enjoy it. And let's see. Um good news uh, going on, you know, uh, Riverfront, we, we bring it up, but it is moving. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I'm going to have Scott give a, talk about it more in detail, but I want to give great kudos to the Riverfront Commission and to Gorman and company uh, 
and Gary Anderson, the architect, for the work they've been doing. When I first became mayor, there had been a Riverfront Commission, and they did a wonderful job of talking about possible uses, and we had all the pretty pictures that architects could generate, and we talked you know, talk kind of real vaguely, generally, that we might, might need some money to do this. But Gorman and Gary Anderson and the Riverfront Commission have really worked hard to, and the, the Riverfront Commission was chaired by Mark Guile and Terry McGuire. Um, they really focused on trying to bring it down into what is practically possible. <clears throat> me. One of the issues we had before is people seemed to think there was this infinite pot of money to develop the riverfront. Now, when I became mayor, I, the estimate, I believe, was around $60 million to make the riverfront what it was. And had I won last night, that would have been no issue. But the point of the matter is, $60 million in a community our size, that's pretty hefty. And that was 12 years ago. So <coughs> we haven't had that infinite pot of money. Uh, we have, what, about $6 million to start with? Right. So consequently... <laughs> You know, people often have champagne tastes on beer budgets. And so that, uh, the commission and Gorman and Gary Johnson have all worked to say, hey, time out. Okay, here's what we can do with that $6 million that will be the biggest bang for the buck. And here's going down the line what needs to be done. So um, last night, Gorman and company brought us the uh, – it was the draft, but I think it's going to be what we adopt as our master development plan so they can hit the road. So things are starting to pop. I'm excited. I'm, you know, it's, uh, as I read through it and saw what they had there, it wasn't just the same old Pollyanna-ish type of stuff. But, you know, Scott can talk to it in a lot more detail. Well, I think that goes along with everything we've heard is, is is we've always had plans and ideas, but uh, having a money backer or somebody who knows how to access capital has been the, the real uh, holdup and everything. So now with Gorman aboard, uh, everything from EB-5 money to the tax credit programs to uh, accessing private capital, uh, they've got a multitude of ways to, to find funds to, to make some of this to happen. Um, the unfortunate part, as it was pointed out last night, is Timing is everything, and timing's not the greatest right now, as everybody who's uh, taken out a loan recently knows. Uh, interest rates are climbing. Uh, anybody who's built anything in the last couple of years knows inflation has uh, really uh, put a, uh, a dent into what you can do with uh, the money you have on hand. So um, those are some challenges they're, they're looking at right now, but uh, they still feel confident in parts of the plan being able to proceed now and parts down the road. So uh, what we say now, though, that also means you know, that don't expect to see much work until next year, uh, but they get a lot of so the stuff is still the prep work we've been talking about. So, like right now is Wallace Street. Uh, we've got the contract out for the Quiet Zone. The next contract going out will be uh, to look at doing a uh, underpass at Second Avenue uh, to access the eastern side of the Lawrence Brothers site and, and open the more up more of that up a little bit. Um, and so. Th we're, there's just all these little key components I have to go in. So they're, uh, they're, they've been talking about uh, so many different uses for the site, and Lawrence being the first one to work on, and I think that's good in a couple ways. One, obviously, that's the biggest eyesore, <laughs> but it's also the um, from a standpoint of what can be done with it, it's kind of the coolest site, too. 
and they've talked about um, you know the entire first floor almost uh, becomes a park uh, covered indoor parking which is a kind of a cool element to have if you're going to reuse a site and uh, either stay there or live there and so they've talked about uh, kind of market rate housing on the east side and again that becomes a lot easier when the horns are not blowing from the train <laughs> then uh, um, on the west side uh, the hope is that someday the uh, the five-story section becomes a, a hotel with an event center next to it and um, everything for if and I would tell anybody if they I know we weren't able to take people on tours of Lawrence Brothers because of the condition of it currently um, a lot of trash laying around just uh, broken rebar just from vandals and whatever else but uh, the views from inside Lawrence Brothers are incredible um, you know uh, fortunately Rock Falls has been able to do some things on their riverfront and that's uh so that improved the views from there, but looking upstream from Lawrence Brothers, the views are great. And then you're looking downstream, you get the, the northern tip or the northeastern tip of uh, or eastern tip of uh, Lawrence Island. It's just it's a it's a really cool spot, and uh, it good things will be happening there. And I look forward to it. And it's just uh, it's an exciting time. And then on the on the park end of it, on the east side or the west side of the Wall Street area for us, um, with the Construction being done on Wall Street later this summer. Uh, we'll finalizing that, and then the Riverfront Commission has been working on. Uh, we've got a separate park committee right now uh, to talk about all of this for uh, a playground area. Uh, yesterday we had a, our first meeting uh, for a pavilion committee on how to what elements need to go into a pavilion on the riverfront. Uh, so the idea would be to hopefully hire an architect this year uh, for construction, either kicking off in the fall or construction kicking off the beginning of next year. So. We are moving on things, and I know it's it's been a long haul, and uh, we've talked about this in the past, but a lot of things had to happen before we could start moving down there, and part of it was acquiring the property, then it was cleaning up the property, <laughs> and it's just been it's been a long, hard process, and nothing comes easy, and now we're finally seeing fruits for labor, and uh, unfortunately, the mayor is leaving us just as we're <laughs> getting to see stuff happen above ground, and. Uh, Poor mayor here has had to suffer through uh, all Sorry. the complaints of nothing happening, but there's been there, the amount of money that's been spent down there on cleanup and acquisition and time and legal wrangling with railroads and uh, Stanley Black and Decker and all that stuff. And we, we're just now getting to the point where you can finally put something concrete. Well, I hate to say put concrete in, but uh, we've, we've planted everything. We're finally getting something done uh, above ground that's tangible, I guess, to, to the average person who doesn't know what's been going on down there. And uh, the mayor's not going to get any credit for all the the heartache that he had to put in to, to get to where we are today. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I'll love you. I, I know on Facebook you say, "See, we said if we got rid of that sucker <laughs> four years ago, we'd have the riverfront developed." <clears throat> no, yeah, it's, but and it, you know, again, it reinforces what a great team we have here in Sterling, in both the private sector and the public sector, of how people work together. One thing that made me proud last night was Ron Kluwer from Gorman was talking about how they have uh, public outreach meetings and uh, he in a kindly way said most places he goes uh, no one shows up. Here he had hundreds of people. They had to schedule more tours and more events to answer people's questions. So when you look at the citizenry, you look at the uh, city staff, you look at the, the city council, you look at the uh, private entities, everybody is working together and it's flowing. Everything is slow. You know, as, as I told my doctor one time, I'm not going to lose 100 pounds in six months. You know, it took me 
<laughs> years to put it on. It'll take years <laughs> to take it off. Well, the same thing's true here. It took years to get what we have to deal with on the riverfront. So, uh, you know, yes, even as I'm not sitting in the the mayor's chair, I look back at pride at how everybody has worked together and moved forward. And I, I know, you know, that uh, before I'm food for worms, we're going to see some exciting things down there. You know, it really has gone well. And, um, you know, and, it's, and it hasn't been a, a situation where everybody was singing kumbaya holding hands. You know, there have been some serious discussions, some disagreements. But, you know, the, the process is working. And that's what I wish sometimes people in, in, who don't sit in the world would understand. There's a process. You know, I was just talking to a business owner not too long ago, or a citizen, who said, you know, was aware of a construction project. Well, why are you not getting this project going? Well, ma'am, it's not on my side of the table. You know, the contractor hasn't come in and got the permits. We're not holding it up. And, you know, so many people automatically assume if something isn't being done, it must be the government. You know, and uh, I remember uh, a, a song from a musical, The Gosh Darn Government, you know, uh, but it's not the government. So in this case, the process is moving forward. Uh, I just saw in today's Gazette an article about Pritzker uh, just allocated some money for some mega sites. You know, I sent it to Ron and to Scott, but I'll bet you a steak dinner downtown Gorman's already been working on getting access to those funds to see if we can. So things are working, and it's going to be great to see that riverfront celebrate our history. It's going to be great to see what comes in down there. But it's going to also be dependent upon people participating, whether it's doing fun in the fundraising process or whether with ideas. So the, the riverfront is coming along, and it's a... Uh, you know, it takes a long time. And again, I would remind people, and Scott sitting next to me was an integral part of that, you know, part of the riverfront development was keeping Sterling Steel. If the city had not been involved in that process, what we see at Sterling Steel would not be in existence, and those jobs would not be here. So the city of Sterling back in the very beginning Oh four has been in oh four has been involved in it, so you know things are going very very well, and I'm I was very pleased last night. I was excited. I was really pumped up. So As you can tell I still am. So 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 when it's all said and done and it's fully developed and you're walking along and somebody comes up and says, "I thought you were going to put a bench over there," you can say, "Not my problem." <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, "Call Mayor <clears throat> whoever. Call Scott. <laughs> Call Scott." <laughs> no. I, I try never to tell them to call Scott. There are entities within our city government that if a citizen complains, they always say, well, call the mayor. Thanks, guys. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, well, that's okay. That's all right. But, yeah, I'll, uh, uh, it's going to be exciting to see what happens down there. I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to spring to go down and walk along the river, um, get out my fishing pole, even though I can't catch a fish worth a darn. They, they won't let me use dynamite anymore. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, we've got the bridges in down there. Uh, we're going to have lighting and all that kind of good stuff. Good times. Good times in Sterling, Illinois. 
What else did we cover? Well, you know, one of the problems as a homeowner, and I didn't realize this, um, was that the connection of the water line and the sewer line between my house and the main, the water main or the sewer main, that's my responsibility to maintain and replace. And we've had a couple of cases since I've been on the council where excuse me, those, those bills are sudden, unexpected, and it's very expensive. Depending on how far down they have to go to access the sewer, the lateral, sewer lateral, that can be pretty expensive. I remember a few years ago, Rock Falls talked about a house that was going to cost $50,000 to fix the sewer lateral because it was so deep and they had to put in the, the wall box and everything else. And that was almost more than the house itself was worth. So, so, so how did this information pop up? Well, we've had some cases where um, we had to actually help finance it. And so we've been looking to see what can we do for this problem. Now, if you, in your homeowner's insurance, you can buy a rider that will pay. And it depends on many of them on the, the age of your house. Uh, Scott showed one example last night that if you had a house less than 50 years old, uh, the insurance company would pay 10 grand. If it was more than 50, it'd pay 2,500. Well, what is it? Over half of our housing here in Sterling was built around 1960. So now 2,500 is better than a kick in the head. But if you're looking at a bill that is going to be um, $15,000, it still leaves quite a chunk. So the question was, what could we do that would help the citizens keep the city from having to finance something? One of them we had to finance was on Avenue G because you had to have Avenue G open. You just can't say, well, we'll just leave it off. It's also not humane to say to somebody, well, you can't afford to fix your sewer lines, so therefore go without a toilet until you come up with the money. So anyway, so we've looked at uh, a number of different programs, and we're continuing to look to get down in the weeds. So last night we had the discussion at the council about is there an appetite for looking into this? Uh, so what a program might, you know, in my mind, might be that you know you pay a fee on your sewer bill, and it's like an insurance policy. And uh, Scott had the great idea to say, well, how many claims do we really have a year? How much does cost? You know, could we fund that in this method and not lose money? You know, huge amounts of money for the city. So Scott, you've know, been doing some investigations, and you know, why don't you share some? Yeah, there's just it's uh, there's there's private companies out there, and it sounds like one of our own Alderman uh, had to deal with one of these private companies. And as I looked into it, there's just uh, the terms usually come with a lot of uh, fine print. And uh, I sat down with an insurance agent, and I went through them and. Uh, he pointed out some of the the pitfalls that are that are in there, and it's just uh, there's a lot of hassle, and I I, I always hesitate on uh, the city jumping into some of the stuff that the private sector covers. But I talked to a couple of the insurance agents, and they admitted that more or less the products they had to offer weren't complete, and uh, if there was a better alternative out there, we should go for it. And it was uh, I just. It, a lot of these private companies, of course, they're building in overhead. Um, they're in, in ways they're forcing you to use other contractors from outside the area, um, and that's that's not helpful to our own community either. So, uh, being able to have a 
uh, a pool uh, to, to be able to do these this maintenance work from is just it, it seemed logical it doesn't seem like it'd be <clears throat> too much of a burden or work to add on to the uh, to the city staff but it's a, it seems like a safe alternative for people so that again they don't have these bills uh we know the one that the mayor is referring to uh, that the estimate i think it was it was over thirteen thousand dollars to uh, fix the the lateral that failed on avenue g uh, for the homeowner and uh, the average bill came to the five-year average was over three thousand dollars to do this work and it had uh, see, a quarter of the repairs were five thousand dollars or more. So it's it's you know <laughs> nobody's got usually got five thousand sitting around the bank waiting to, to have a sewer lateral fail or anything like that. And it's it's one of those things that you kind of know your roof's going to go after twenty thirty years. You're going to do something to it, and you, you know eventually you're going to paint the house or reside the house, and you know you're going to uh, tuck point the chimney or whatever. There's maintenance things you know are going to have to happen around the house, but uh, when the when the sewer line between your house fails and the, and the, and the road fails, uh, it's not something you can see. It's not something that's uh, necessarily in the forefront, and you just don't know when it's going to go. It could be 50 years. It could be 100 years. And uh, just different factors play into it, the material it was built with, uh, how the ground shifted around it, how deep it is with those trees that have gotten to it or whatever else. And um, it's just... It's one of those, we've had one too many stories, I think, come through City Hall about, uh, you know, I don't know what to do and I'm kind of stuck. And uh, this is just, it's a way that for a few bucks a month, I think we can get away with. And I say a few, probably closer to four, but um, and this is, that's just spitballing because I don't want to go too far into this without knowing, you know, what the appetite from the City Council was. But I think it seemed like a, a unanimous uh, head nods and approval of uh, at least investigating this and see what kind of program we can come up with so that people don't get caught uh, in a situation where we've seen one too many times. So yeah, I think you know it's, it's one of those things that uh, can be helpful because like Scott says, you don't think about your sewer line. No. You, know, you look at the house, no sewer, you're not going to get new siding, so don't get excited. <laughs> you know, but uh, uh, it'll work for the benefit. And like Scott says, you know, what's out there is lacking. So we're, you know, we're starting to look I use the papal we, meaning Scott. Uh, we're going to look to see what models are out there that cities are using. Dixon has a program that they use for their water line. And uh, so we can look at things. And, you know, it's, somebody said, well, I just built a new house. Why should I have to be part of that process? Well, number one, your house will eventually be 50 years old or 25 years old. Secondly, you know, people move. Yeah. I'm one of the strangies, and maybe Scott is too, that, you know, we've stayed in the same house for quite a while. But, <laughs> but as we know here, uh, you know, people are very mobile. People are rental-oriented. You know, about half of our properties are rental. Well, if the landlord doesn't have the money to replace the sewer, we've got an issue. So, you know, this is the program. Again, we're, we're really looking at it. The devil is in the details. But if we can do something... Uh, when you've got insurance people saying that, well, maybe our product isn't the best for this, that tells you something. So we're, you know, I, I was excited that we're going to start looking at that. Well, they, uh, it's, it is one of the last things you think. It was like, <clears throat> okay, but you, because, well, like a uh, water meter, mine's in my basement. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they're not up at the curb and because of well, where we live, ground freezes and all that. But <clears throat> that water line could go out to the center of the street. And guess who's responsible for it, mm -hmm. even though it's into the center of the street? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you look out in your front yard and you see the green grass 
or one place is green grass in a line <laughs> is greener than the area, that's yeah. a hint. <laughs> you know, so, uh, and you know, there are other options that uh, are beginning to develop just as we slip line sewer lines um, to help give them a little extra life. I've begun to see at the residential level that being done so that you don't have to tear up the, the road in the yard. Uh, if, if I could find a slip lining uh, company that was reasonable, I'd do mine tomorrow. My house was built back in the, in the 40s. Well, so, you know, there are lots of things that are, that are going on out there that I think are, you know, I think it'll be helpful. Well, we've had a fairly passive winter so far. It's spring-like stuff coming up, and with spring on the way, um, anything huge popping up? Dorothy! Hopefully not. Okay. No, we're not going to talk those yet. I know where you were going. Well, you know, the first day I was mayor was the day that Tuscaloosa, Alabama, got hit by the tornado. In fact, I remember I saw the video as it was approaching the stadium thinking, please... And sure enough, God steered it away. Well, but I remember looking, turning to my wife and saying, because the mayor of Tuscaloosa was on to the Today Show talking about the tornado. I turned to my wife and I said, wait a minute. Nobody told me this might be, you know, might be me. And uh, so I'm hopeful that uh, I didn't come in having to do that and I'm confident well, I won't go out. But again, it doesn't. Check your smoke detectors. I know we had, you know, spring and forward is coming. Yeah. Um, check your smoke detectors. Uh, start looking at your maintenance. And please, think about how your outside looks. You know, I was driving down the street the other day, and it was obvious that some of the neighbors, some of the people there had put a lot of effort into making their homes look attractive. Now, it doesn't have to be perfect. We're not talking about the... Uh, you know, Good Morning America rebuild program or whatever. But think about how, think about a stranger coming to Sterling and how your house will look and your property. Now, there are times that, yeah, the kids leave stuff all over the yard and you don't have time to get out and do it. But overall, what does your house look like to somebody who comes in strange out of town? Does it make them look and say, gosh, I want to come and live here? Because that is an important part. Uh, we're excited about what's coming up. You know, the the mall and the old Kmart property are really making efforts to make things work. Uh, yes, for my wife and her colleagues, I see work at Hobby Lobby being done. Uh, so, you know, soon uh, that will be open. I hope so. You know, things are, things are really going to pop and it will be exciting. So a couple of weeks, uh, next city council meeting, we have President's Day on Monday the 20th. Does that change anything? Yes. Okay. What's that do? We will have council on Tuesday the 21st. Okay. All right. Man, now you talk about this winter real quick. I hate to change topics on you, but I was looking up at our finance uh, package, and uh, the last two years will be the, le- the least we've ever spent on overtime in public works since we switched to the software system in 04. So we haven't... In 20 years, this would be the, the least amount of time we send our public works guys out salting and plowing. Well, global warming doesn't exist. <laughs> but, you know, the great thing is, and again, look at when we had that snow last week. Public works had was out, had the city back 100% in far less than 24 hours. We were lucky to have those guys. You know, the, the old stereotype of public works meaning... Uh, 
I'm leaning on the, one guy's working and six guys are leaning on shovels. That's not our not our folks. You know, you come uh, you want to you want to work hard, come work for Public Works. It's a great place, but <laughs> it's not leaning on your shovel. It'll leave you a great job. Well, certainly appreciate the update. Yes, yeah, great to be here. Man. Yes, and, we'll have and a, you kept your license today. I behave myself, kinda. Kinda, sorta, maybe. Kinda, sorta. Certainly appreciate it, and we'll uh, catch up in a couple of weeks. Hey, it sounds great. You have a great one.